Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America is our guide. And absolutely, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. Welcome to the broadcast. Um, I was not live on Monday. We played an incredible rebroadcast of Liberty Roundtable Live. But on Saturday, we were live, and I had an incredible guest, former Sheriff Richard Mack, CSPOA.org, was with me first hour. We talked about the media and the government are in bed together and are intentionally engaging in political warfare. They're isolating, demonizing, and then destroying all patriotic Americans. It's systematic, it's continuing, and it's got to stop. We talked about the constitutional Michigan sheriff, Mr. Darleaf, says that, hey, the um, arrest of Governor Whitmer, at least the attempt at arrest, may have been lawful due to her crimes against the Constitution. See, the debate really is this. Were they trying to arrest her? Or was it a, quote, kidnapped attempt, right? Leaf says if it was a felony by the governor, then you can make a citizen's arrest. A felony arrest. He cited Michigan state law to make the point. Darleaf also continues and says we can't convict them in the news media. They do have a right to a fair trial. Matter of fact, these guys are innocent until proven guilty. That's the wise point here, folks. And you can't say they were trying to kidnap somebody. Okay, you can't say they were trying to kidnap somebody because they never even got the chance to carry out the citizen's arrest. So the debate rages on unless the government commits manipulation and crimes violating due process. This is going to be very tough for the government to cope with, folks. So the headlines from the mainstream press makes you believe Darleaf is fine with a kidnapping attempt saying it's lawful because of her crimes. That's not really at all what the good sheriff is saying, nor is it the constitutional reality of the situation. Let's just be very clear. We completely concur with Darleaf. All right, second hour, we talked to Lee Southwell. She was an eyewitness account to anarchy, and uh, she spoke about her experiences in Chile. And she spoke last Saturday, October 17th. Uh, It was at Liberty Hall. I was there in far west Utah. Incredible speech by Lee Southwell. And then after that, we had a panel of uh, Eric Hansen, Lee Southwell, and myself, Sam Bushman. uh, And we recorded it. So it should be coming up on LivingLiberty.net website where you can check that out. Not only the live speech that Leah gave. Not Lee Southwell. I keep saying that. I don't know why. Leah Leah Southwell. Uh, anyway, then the panel uh, of Q&A uh, was there as well. So check it out. It's on Facebook, and they're working on putting it on the website now. So check that out. In 1973, Chile's Socialist Party 
The president was removed by a military coup. Anyway, they became the envy of the world when it came to prosperity. And then it went south, literally instantly, in 2019. Incredible, incredible story that is riveting, to say the least. Scary, I might even add, to say the least, about how quickly a country can go from such prosperity and stability and safety. Uh, It was the apple, if you will, of Latin America. And now, all of a sudden, it's just turmoil everywhere. They're now trying to rewrite their constitution. Anyway, she then doubled down and compared what happened in Chile to what's happening to America today. Ooh, it is scary. She even uh, shows a lot of pictures, photos, from the streets in Chile. And uh, what's on the streets in America today, and ooh, the slogans, the references, the behavior, the everything, almost identical. How does that happen internationally between two completely different cultures? Completely different ends of the earth. Answer, there's an agenda, folks. All right, with that, that was a recap. If you want to listen to the interview that took place last Saturday, lovingliberty.net, look for the Liberty Roundtable Saturday show. You want to check out the incredible speech and panel after that, the Q&A panel? Uh, Again, go on the lovingliberty.net Facebook page and check it out, or wait, and it'll be online soon. Without further ado, Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome, sir. Man, there's so much news to cover, Kurt. Let's roll to your uh, stories here. Supreme Court reinstates anti-fraud election measure targeted by Obama judge. Let's start with that one, Kurt. I guess an Obama judge is the judge that was appointed by Barack. Is that how it is? Well, that's what they usually label them as. uh, You know, and so you've got these... um, you know, I mean, uh, in some cases, it's hard to tell the difference between them. Yes, uh, but in this act. case, uh, you know, the Supreme Court, um, as you said, um, you know, is um, checking into this one. Um, and um, let's see if I can find that one there. Um, at least uh, every so often, it seems like the Supreme Court gets something right. Um, and... Uh, in this case, um, well, you know, they reinstate this anti-fraud election measure uh, that was, well, a, uh, one of the uh, Obama judges wanted to uh, get rid of that. Uh, so, I mean, imagine anti-fraud in the election, Sam. I mean, you know, that's kind of, uh, I mean, there wouldn't be any fraud in the election, so I don't know why they're worried about that, you know. We've been told there's, there's no fraud, fraud or, in any um, Fraud all over. Every second well, I hear more fraud, point. Kurt. Good point. Even the mainstream press reporting the fraud. And then they double mm-hmm. down and turn around and say doesn't exist. Yeah, that's right. Say the president's all wet about his ideas about any voter fraud, you know. Hard even to know how to Great respond point. to all this stuff. It's so egregious in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Seems like fraud everywhere so many ways um for example at least one of the i didn't even bring this story up yet but you know there's been some talk about it lately and that is uh you know they they talk about these um um i can't remember the phrase but they're like off the record contributions um so in other words um 
you know, like let's say your buddy owns a newspaper and he puts your face all over the front page um, and he claims it's a news story, you know, then they would say, well, that's a, oh, some kind of a contribution that's not monetary, you know. And uh, you look at uh, the way Facebook and all this, um, you know, they're treating this uh, Hunter Biden slash Joe Biden story lately uh, where they won't even um, let you pass this information along. Um, that, at least if you ask me, qualifies big time for a contribution, if you will, by, uh, well, their friends in the media, don't you think? Well, it's only that if it's the conservative side. Right? That's exactly right. And, yeah, uh, let me just kind say. of ask you, why do all the liberal viewpoints get investigated and become top news? And, and then any um, allegations on the conservative side don't go anywhere. Let me give you an example. President Trump's tied in the directions. That mm, goes on for years say. at millions and millions and millions of dollars, even though it's been proven false at multiple right. stages along the way. Right. And now that investigation yes. kind of has died out completely, proven totally bunk. But it still gets um, the allegations still kind of roll from time to time. Right. Yep. Even though it's completely bogus. Now, the well, Hunter that's Biden, what they're saying on this thing. Uh, they're saying that um, it looks like maybe uh, the source of it would be some Russians, you know, and yeah, so they're doing disinformation. But now, that's what I mean by know. it still kind of lingers in a way, even though it's been completely debunked that's many, right. many times. And now exactly. the Hunter Biden story, for example. Uh, along with the Joe Biden stories, they just don't have legs. They just don't go anywhere. Are the conservatives, Kurt, really that? What's the word? Do they really have that much or that little of influence or that little of? I don't think so. It's just that um, you hope that the truth gets to everyone. Um, I believe that... Uh, those people who are watching and, uh, you know, checking out the media that um, does report these things, um, you know, they're they're well-informed. And, and you can see why others, uh, you know, they pretty much can view you as almost a, an enemy of the republic, if you will, or, a, you know, a threat to America um, because of what they're told by their choice in the media. Amen to that. Now, I don't really understand this next headline, Kurt. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump asked Walter Reed doctors to sign non-disclosure agreements in 2019. Well, uh, at least what happens almost every time the president gets, you know, in some kind of a sensitive situation, which is, you know, certainly they're going to happen in doctor situations, hospital situations, is that, you know, there's some... Uh, information probably disclosed either no, it can't you know, be, health Kurt. information Wait a minute. It or something can't like be. that. We got HIPAA, buddy. Yeah, right. Yeah, Look, my wife can't that, even get know. information on me because of HIPAA. Yeah, but uh, this is the president's thing. If I even call on my own situation unless I can prove a HIPAA doc's sign than everything else, I can't even get information on myself because of HIPAA. Yeah, but what if you're the New York Times? Oh, then it's all up for grabs, huh? Good point. Well, then why don't we start throwing people in jail for violating the law? (laughs) 
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheepherder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. All right, so I, I joke and talk about HIPAA, and it's true for the rest of us, but Kurt's right, for the president, it doesn't apply. If you're the New York Times or somebody else, you can quote dox the president, if you will, medical care doxing, uh, if you will, and there'll be no accountability. People won't go to jail or anything else, even though they violated the law and privacy of individuals, in this case, particularly the president of the United States of America, Kurt. Well, that's the way I see it, Sam. It seems agree, like unfortunately. Uh, some people view it as if uh, they're like a whistleblower. They're, um, you know, going to give us information, and yet um, you and I, hey, we're so-called protected, I guess, unless I think, unless the New York Times wanted to get info on us, and uh, that would be a different story. But, you know, they, they like to get dirt that they can uh, spread around and... Uh, Seems but see, like in my mind, that's criminal, though. This idea that President Trump even needs to go to those lengths is very concerning indeed. And what they're trying to do, in my opinion, also, Kurt, to add to this is release this headline. Trump asked Walter Reed doctors to sign non-disclosure agreements in 2019. He just knew uh, as, you know, president that if he ever had to go there for any reason, the wolves, the paparazzi, the whatever you want to call it, enemies, would be descending like vultures. And so he's just saying, hey, let's double opt you in, physicians, to make sure that you keep my medical information private. Kurt, doesn't he have a right to do that? I mean, they make it sound like this is some big deal. I don't think well, it's a big deal. Yeah, it seems um, perfectly fair. Um, you know, um, and um, they uh, this is an NBC report. Um, and this is back in uh, November of 2019. When he made what they call a surprise visit, 
surprise. Um, anyway, um, he says, uh, uh, the uh, sun.co.uk says, uh, both doctors and non-medical staff had to sign non-disclosure agreements. You know, hey, we won't talk, but, you know, we've seen how this non-disclosure agreement really works uh, with different people writing different books and different oh, things like sure. that. Um, so you can't blame the sources. president. You say, well, why didn't he sign it, you know, in, in 2017 when he became president? Well, because he didn't realize everybody would use inside knowledge and write books and have no accountability for their breaching of, of um, classified information or anything else. I mean, how much of this stuff at the White House are they releasing that would be, you know, you're not allowed to release that stuff. But the problem is no one's going to jail. There's zero accountability whatsoever, right? And so I, mm-hmm. they want to make big hay out of this headline, kind of like, oh, my gosh, Donald's hiding something. Look, even in advance, he did this and that and that. I don't see it that way at all, Kurt. I really don't. Couldn't agree more, Sam. Yeah. And I think it's wrong that he has to create this double opt-in scenario. But I also got another question on the other side of the sword. Can I say mm-hmm. sword, Kurt? Sure. All right. Double-edged sword is what they call it. So why don't we now push then for records on Joe Biden? You see, the guy commonly forgets where he is. He forgets all mm-hmm. kinds of facts and details and figures. He even had to be prompted by what's that goofball's name when the, the previous debate? What was that guy's name? Something Wallace, uh, Chris, Wallace, I guess the Chris son of Mike. Wallace, yeah. All right, mm-hmm. um, you know, Chris had to prompt the, the former vice president a couple of times, even to get him back on track. You know, he's not even responding to the same issue. And why don't we get the medical records and the details of of, of a Joe Biden then? See, good point. If it's all transparent, if it's all you know, Donald's just crazy for. You know, trying to say you can't release my medical records. It's against the law. Let's make sure that you guys know this kind of a discussion. Then let's just have Hunter Biden's information all over the net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I just Great thought I'd point. bring that up because, you know, again, what do they say? Turnabout's fair play. Is that the word used? Or well, yeah. sometimes it's a or, double-edged yeah, sword. Something or like that. Whatever, you know, yeah. colloquialism you want to use for all good that. Good for the goose. Good for the gander. <laughs> yeah, know, good point. Kind of you know. What do they say? Something six of one, half a dozen of the other, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six of one, half. Is that that? Yeah. You know. So I'm just saying, if we're going to do that, let's do it all the way. If we're not, let's just not play one side of politics. Is what I'm trying to get at. All right. The mm-hmm. Supreme Court, Kurt. This is vote fraud at the highest levels of our government. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court let stand a ruling by Pennsylvania's highest court, Kurt, which allows. Election officials to count some mail ballots or mailed in ballots is what I had to say. It's not really male versus female ballots. It's just mailed in ballots mm-hmm. received up to three days after Election Day. Now, of course, Pennsylvania is a key state in the key battleground state in the election or whatever. But so mm-hmm. now what you got is the uh, Pennsylvania court said, hey, yeah, we can count ballots that come in late. No big deal. Even if it's postmarked late, no big deal. And then the Supreme Court didn't exactly approve it like they're saying, although they kind of did. What happened is they were deadlocked. Because remember, they don't have enough justices because one died, right? Can't get another one on there there. It's too That's political right. now. So now they basically, because they're tied, whenever it's tied, it just leaves it to the, to the former court's ruling, if you will. In other words, it doesn't, they don't have the chance to change it because there's no... So anyway, the bottom line is the Supreme Court, in a way, left it stand, but not exactly because they didn't make a choice. They just got forced into letting it stand. Anyway, to make a long story short, though, so now you've literally got in one of the battleground states, you've got mail-in ballots, and they're blatantly saying, yeah, we know your ballot didn't come in on time, but we're going to, well, we're going to count it anyway, Kurt, if we want to. 
Yeah, See, because what, what are they going to do? Some ballots, they might say, well, that one's late and get rid of it, and that one's good and keep it, and that one's late and get, mm-hmm. get that one's good. What will be the deciding factor, Kurt? Who will decide? And see, so that you've got vote fraud in one of the key battleground states right now, Kurt. Pennsylvania, a huge scandal in my opinion, Kurt. Mm-hmm. You want to comment more on this? I mean, it's well, shocking. They're um, blatantly admitting you know, vote fraud and taking it to the highest court in the land and then it stands. Right. And um, I, I think it's just, um, I guess you could say, just a little bit of a, you know, uh, what's to come, Sam. Um, I mean, I expect, I I wish it weren't the case, but I expect a whole bunch of this kind of stuff um, with this election, don't you? Uh, unfortunately, yes. And I think it's just going to get worse. There's going to be more. President Trump said on the campaign stage it was going to be a disaster. And they mocked the president. But you know what? We're seeing that very reality unfold before our very eyes, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Anyway, our prayers are that we can get a handle on this because it can be the undoing of America, folks. All right. A judge, I guess, orders Twitter to unmask the, quote, FBI impersonator who set off the set rich conspiracy. Now, the Seth Rich conspiracy, first off, you got to give people a thumbnail and catch people up because they've tried to make that story go out of um, the minds and hearts of the American people, and we try to keep it alive, Kurt. But let's give everybody a 30-second on Seth Rich, and then we'll back into this story. Well, at least in my opinion, uh, what you want to know about uh, Seth Rich is this is a uh, young man, you know, in his, as far as I know, early late 20s, early 30s, in there, um, you know, uh, in my opinion, he's confused, but he's uh, feeling like he's serving his country um, as a uh, uh, Democratic National Committee, you know, worker, uh, that kind of thing. And yet he was, you know, pretty, pretty uh, well informed. Uh, you know, he's also uh, quite a um, software kind of guy, uh, computer kind of guy, etc. And he was a big fan of Bernie's. Uh, this is during the 2016 election. Uh, big fan of Bernie's, and yet he found out, uh, in my opinion, that uh, he was, well, Bernie was basically not going to be able to win uh, because of the, uh, basically everything being set up for Hillary. And, uh, you know, I believe he released um, a bunch of these uh, so-called emails and that kind of thing that got got to WikiLinks, et cetera. And, uh, you know, basically that was a, a problem, uh, especially for Hillary. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think, at least personally, that uh, then he was basically targeted for uh, assassination. And, you know, he ends up dead uh, early in a, I think it was a July morning in 2016. Um, there's a whole bunch of questionable things around it, uh, you know, and there's never been any real, um, and what I'd call real investigation. Fox News had been, uh, they did a little bit of a story on it, and then they've been under fire by either the family of Seth Rich or friends of the family who I think have been pressured or whatever to say, hey, we don't really want to dig in here uh, 
you know, and I don't know what else to add about it, but that's the way I see this, Sam. No, I think that's exactly right. The only thing um, that you need to add to this story to kind of tie it to now. So anybody who's really investigated this thing has been literally abused and shocked into silence. And there was a whole lot more groups than Fox that were really investigating this thing at first. And then, of course, the big heavy hand of government and lawsuits and courts Mm -hmm. and, you know, threats behind the scenes and everything else. Then, of course, nobody wants to report on it. But now what they're saying is the judge is ordering Twitter to unmask. Everybody else is putting on masks. But in this case, you got to unmask. The FBI impersonator who set off the Seth Rich, what they say is conspiracy curse. But let's talk about Mm -hmm. this a little bit more. This story is worth digging into. Uh, We want to keep the Seth Rich story alive because we believe there's pay dirt behind the truth on this one. It's hard to get to, I'll tell you that. But Liberty Roundtable continues in seconds, okay? Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Look at all the corruption in this family. It's tremendous corruption. Nobody's ever seen I mean, that laptop... Nobody has ever seen anything like that. He's gone into hiding. President Trump's comments on Fox and Friends this after President Trump says the FBI should be investigating Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden and his son Hunter over the information that was discovered purportedly on that laptop belonging to Hunter Biden. Election Day is two weeks away from today, and President Trump will be campaigning in the battleground state of Pennsylvania. The president appearing with the First Lady at an airport rally in Erie. Former Vice President Joe Biden holding no campaign events ahead of the debate set for Thursday, but his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, will be in Michigan today, a place where the former vice president visited on Friday. You're listening to USA Radio News. This is sponsored by Amazon. Shoppers, no need to wait until Black Friday or Cyber Monday this year to score incredible holiday savings. Head to Amazon to find all of this year's hottest gifts and holiday needs and save big with new deals dropping daily. Starting right now with Amazon's Holiday Dash Deals event. You'll find great deals on must-have holiday gifts, including toys, electronics, fashion, home, and kitchen items and more. Plus, with Amazon's biggest ever selection of gift guides available earlier than ever before, you'll find even more gift ideas for everyone in your life at any budget. Elizabeth Gordon, Amazon, says... We're making it easy for all Amazon customers to get their holiday shopping done early this year and still save big. Don't risk the rush. Shop epic deals now and beat the holiday bustle. Need some more inspiration? You can easily ask Alexa. Just say, Alexa, give me gift ideas under $50 or Alexa, give me holiday gift ideas. Now get your gift lists ready and visit Amazon.com slash holiday dash for more information. The final Trump-Biden debate will give the moderator the opportunity to mute microphones to prevent candidates from interrupting when the other person is scheduled to talk. The Trump campaign crying foul over the rule but still saying that President Trump will participate despite the rule change. Regarding this rule change, former White House Press Secretary Ari Fleischer reminding everyone, Two-minute buzzer is only at the beginning of each segment. That's the only time the candidates will be muted. For the rest of it, they're going to be able to go back and forth with each other. And as you know, and I think you believe this too, it would behoove the president to interrupt a little bit less. Fleischer speaking there on Fox News. 
The streaming service Disney Plus is providing longer warnings on classic films, noting that they may contain racist stereotyping. The streaming service adding the warning to classics such as Dumbo, The Aristocrats, and Peter Pan. You're listening to USA Radio News. All right, when was the last time that a judge orders a media company like Twitter to unmask a, quote, FBI impersonator who set off the Seth Rich, what they call conspiracy? I don't know that it's a conspiracy when we basically don't believe the facts have been uh, vetted in this case. I think it's merely a a reality check that we're not confident that we've been told the whole story. Um, I'm not making any conspiracy statements of what, you know, I think the case is. There's evidence that points to certain things, but that evidence is being ignored. Let me give you an example. We say that, hey, somebody attacked and killed him. They say, well, no, he was just robbed. The problem is they didn't really take anything, so I don't really understand how he was robbed. So very strange stuff. He went to the hospital alive but then died later. So at some point, it's just the facts don't add up, Kurt. Is that a conspiracy when the facts don't add up? Well, there's a, a piece uh, that's called uh, Seth Rich, colon, The Murder Washington Doesn't Want Solved. Um, and um, it's in the AmericanThinker.com. Jack Cashel writes this piece. But, he, you know, he outlines it pretty well and, and includes a little bit more detail that I didn't um, include. Uh, but he says, um, on the face of things, the July 2016 murder of Seth Rich had intrigue enough for a full season of House of Cards. I guess that's a TV show. I'm not sure. Anyway, it says unknown assailants gunned down the young DNC data analyst at 4 a.m. on a Washington, D.C. street and take nothing, just like you said. Uh, two weeks later, international man of mystery, Julian Assange, strongly suggests on Dutch TV that Rich was his source for the purloined, that means stolen, DNC emails, then roiling the Democratic Party and offers a $20,000 reward to find the killer. Three days before the November election, Assange reportedly tells liberal media analyst Ellen Ratner that Rich was indeed his source. Days after Trump's inauguration, By the way, I'm friends with Ellen Ratner, but I reached out to her about this, and she doesn't want to talk. Kurt. She doesn't want to talk. She that's decided right. to retire, my friend. Yeah, that's exactly Now, I'm right. not attacking um, Eleanor here. <laughs> but you sure wonder. Or Ellen, I'm sorry. Um, Ellen here. Uh, yeah. uh, but I do wonder mm-hmm. what is up with all that. Yeah, because she was normally pretty talkative about Almost anything, it seemed like, in the past. Uh, It says, days after Trump's inauguration, legendary investigative journalist Cy Hirsch cites an FBI report confirming Assange's claims. Uh, Later that year, DNC honcho Donna Brazile dedicates her book, Hacks, to Rich and wonders out loud whether the Russians had played some part in his unsolved murder. And despite the stakes... The Trump presidency hinged on the investigation outcome. 
There was to be no TV series about Rich's life and death, no movie, no serious books, not even a single episode of Unsolved Mysteries or 48 Hours. Incredibly, no major publication or network, save for Fox News, has even attempted to resolve this still unsolved murder. The Fox execs rather wish they hadn't. To understand how a story this potentially explosive could be suppressed for so long it is necessary, they say. This is the AmericanThinker.com writing this piece. It's necessary to understand one basic fact of Washington life. Quote, uh, Donald Trump received just 4.1% of the district's vote in the 2016 election. Yeah, think about that. 96, oh, more than 96% of the vote um, in Washington, D.C. Well, a little less to than Hillary. 96, right? Well, 4.1%. Uh, yeah, good point. 95.9. Um, mm. It says uh, Trump's election disrupted short-term strategies and long-term expectations in every one of the capital's major institutions, local and federal, public and private, the legal community among them. According to Hirsch, Trump was a circuit breaker, one who made a whole lot of enemies. Those enemies, as we have seen, would go to treat or to great lengths to discredit Trump and anyone associated with him. The pressure they can bring to bear on even those who want to tell the truth remains formidable. Instead of a serious investigation by either police or reporters, that's what we kind of complain about. I mean, you never hear any. The, uh, any of them getting to the bottom of this, says the Seth Rich case generated a dumpster full of frivolous lawsuits. These suits have had the result likely intended of silencing those who would dare to investigate Rich's demise. Now, let me just All stop you there and say this. Yeah. If Seth Rich is just a low-level IT analyst kind of guy, and he was just kind of <laughs> disgruntled or whatever, but it's no big deal and there's no ties to anything, and he was kind of a Bernie supporter, and Hillary was the you know person that mattered. And so Seth Rich is kind of a nobody. If that if that's the truth, like they want you to believe, as opposed to a very serious player in this leak of data or intentional <coughs> um, whistleblowing regarding data. And so if he was a nobody instead of a whistleblower, why do they care how much we investigate it? If it was really just a robbery gone wrong, then we will hit nothing but dead ends in our investigation, Kurt. Why why worry? Why create lawsuits? Why shut people down? Why have such a big, quote, firewall around this thing? If it's really just a murder gone wrong, I mean, a robbery gone wrong, why do they even care? Why, why, I mean, go ahead and investigate it. Knock yourselves out, guys. But the fact that there's a big to-do about this, as they put it, a dumpster fire of court cases about this, a threatening of, of you know, loss of job and everything else if you continue to report or talk about this thing. And why all that, Kurt? Why? Now, well, is that a conspiracy a theory to wonder why? Because it just doesn't add up. Now, I don't think that's been going into any conspiracies at all. Well, a conspiracy, all it has to do is have at least two people uh, conspiring. So to, if, if they're conspiring, mm -hmm. then for some reason to not let anybody investigate this thing, uh, why? Good point. That wouldn't be a conspiracy uh, the, theory, though, Kurt. That would be a conspiracy fact if that were to take fact. place. That's exactly right. And the uh, AmericanThinker.com article continues. It says, all too predictably, the media have heaped abuse on the investigators and cheered on the litigators. Prominent yeah, why, among why? the private. 
That's exactly right. Prominent among the private citizens who ask questions is Ed Butowski, a Republican wealth manager from Texas. He said, it's horrible, uh, he told me. I had no idea how big the other side is, and they are completely after me. Once he started inquiring into Rich's death, said Butowski, uh, everything just turned to uh, blank. Butowski stumbled into his role as sleuth, uh, through his occasional TV appearances, he met Ellen Ratner, a friend of Assange, uh, again, uh, one of our acquaintances. Her late brother, Michael Ratner, had been one of the American uh, lawyers for the fugitive WikiLeaks founder. On the day, I, I didn't know that part, on the day after the election, Ratner lobbed a grenade into an otherwise banal panel discussion at Florida's Embry Riddle Aeronautical University. She said, I spent three hours with Julian Assange on Saturday at the Ecuadorian Embassy in London. Ratner volunteered this through the midway through the event. One thing he did say was the leaks were not from, they were not from the Russians. They were an internal source from the Hillary campaign or from somebody that knew Hillary, an enemy. If the grenade, so there's a little more detail on that, Sam. Uh, if the grenade had detonated, Ratner would have blown a hole in a collusion plot that centered on the presumed Russian hack but of the But let me DNC. stop you. How did the uh, grenade not detonate, Kurt? An allegation like that, you can't ignore. That's exactly right. But again, why? How does this control happen? Well, but now that Twitter's going to unmask, who's Twitter going to unmask, Kurt? Uh, you know, and this piece, the Twitter story uh, that's more recent, um, has it's coming from NPR, so I don't really expect it to um, get any real um, details. But, you know, it's, it's possible. Um, uh, I just... Don't well, what you do is you be... threaten to unmask somebody. You never really unmask anybody, but what you do okay. is you just send another chill through the investigative community, and anybody who just might be thinking things aren't adding up mm -hmm. can't touch this one. That's right. the resounding There's message, right? Somebody on Twitter called at WhisperTech. Um, W-H-Y-S-P-R-T-E-C-K-C-H. Um, and um, the FBI, or anyway, in the NPR story, they said learning the identity of WhisperTech is necessary in order to confirm that WhisperTech was not, in fact, an FBI insider or otherwise someone who had access to non-public FBI material, which basically means we want to keep this thing... Um, closed up. And we're going to send a, 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 a clarion smackdown to the tech community via Twitter saying, hey, don't you dare touch this one, people. It's a shame, ladies and gentlemen. I want the truth. The question is, will we ever get it? We and by the way, uh, NPR is involved in one of the legal battles tied to the Seth Rich controversy. Meaning they, so mean they have they even a greater it. conflict of interest? Good point. We can only pray we get the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. 
Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to defendapatriot.com. Defendapatriot.com. How do you know your child loves you? When he calls and he says, uh, Dad, why don't we um, go fishing? It's very simple, but it, it really counts. They make a song up and they come into our bedroom and say, we made a song and will you listen to it? Our next day oldest daughter came to me with tears in her eyes and she said, Daddy, I just thank you for coming home every night when we were growing My up. My son does the nicest things. When he's playing outside, he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at and I'll go into my office after the bell has rung and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you. I'm thinking about and you. And I think of my boy that uh, we finally got him through graduation. and He came up to me and said, I made it. Thanks. Family, isn't it about time? That's all I said. And that meant everything to me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Gentlemen, as we were during the break, Sam said, is there anything else we ought to do on this one, uh, or should we go on? And I said, well, we better move on, and I, uh, and yet I, I look, um, it's so amazing on this whole Ratner thing, Sam, to me, uh, you know, um, our connection to this story uh, through her, um, and yet, um, you know, you, you'd think, hey, how, how would that happened uh, for us but uh, apparently uh, one more little thing on the Ratner connection Ellen Ratner who um, ladies and gentlemen we uh, we basically been face to face with uh, they say uh, in this American thinker story in the ensuing days Ratner's public silence frustrated Butowski remember Butowski's this kind of wealthy guy from Texas who's you know basically trying to dig into this uh, killing and and feeling like uh, somebody ought to help. Um, anyway, it says uh, December 29, 2016, so this is after the election. Uh, he sent an email to Ratner saying, quote, if the person you met with truly said what he did, is there a reason you or we aren't reporting it? That same day, Ratner responded because it was a family meeting, is what she said, I would have to get his permission. We'll ask his new lawyer, comma, my sister-in-law. So, you know, she's very well connected. And as you said, Sam, uh, I mean, surprisingly, in my opinion, she's uh, gone into uh, retirement, Sam. Uh, and uh, one of the things that the story brings up, too, that <laughs> makes me think it's very real possibility is that the riches... Um, 
didn't want to be blamed, if you will, uh, for, well, the election of President Trump. Um, and so they kind of wanted this whole thing to go away. I, I think they were, um, I guess you could say in a way, uh, um, ashamed of it. Um, yeah, here's what's interesting. <clears throat> either ashamed of it or afraid for their lives, Kurt. Good point. I don't, I don't know which, okay? Because on one hand, these guys are extremely liberal. <clears throat> I'm sure Seth Ritz's family um, is extremely liberal. I don't think this guy just randomly gets this job like this or whatever. Uh, and Ellen Ratner is extremely liberal. And so is uh, Tom Hartman. But, you know, out of the whole liberal cra- crowd, there's two people that I have respect for, and that's Ellen and Tom. Because, you know what, they've reached out the aisle, and even though we completely disagree on politics, we've been friends, Kurt. You know, they've been decent and respectful and kind to us and vice versa. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, we've almost, if you will, broken bread with them and, uh, you know, been, you know, in their territory, well, Almost. We will. did sit down and eat dinner with them, Kurt. We, yeah, come on, that's what I mean. It's just, <clears throat> uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it's just amazing to me that... Um, I guess I shouldn't say it's amazing because when you get in a place, Washington, D.C., where nearly 96 out of 100 people wanted Hillary Clinton to be the president, um, you can see that the president's in hostile territory, Sam. No question. But you know Uh, what I will say about Tom and Ellen, both of them? Even though we (coughs) disagree on just about everything in many ways, I agree more with Tom than I do uh, Ellen, uh, probably. But both of them were very nice, very kind, very respectful, very friendly, very uh, Um, appropriate. They knew we were conservative and everything. It didn't seem to matter. Um, Even though we could agree to disagree, um, we all agreed on the fact that we should dig and do our best to report it as we see it. We just see it differently. That's all. And we we could accept that, Kurt. The reason I'm focusing on this because I really think that's the pat a pattern for the nation that would really matter. Yeah, and uh, you know as we've said before, the issue is honesty. Um, we we feel like Seth Rich's story. You know, I mean, whoever's to blame ought to be held accountable. And, and now uh, this is a guy that's extremely liberal too, mm-hmm. Kurt. Why would we be defending the truth on him? Because we want the truth everywhere. That's right. right. That's exactly the point. And so you would think if we were partisan in nature or something like that or weren't quite completely genuine or open or whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. then we'd be like, oh, this one doesn't matter. It's only Seth. Come on. You don't accept the mainstream press. View. You know, we'd be like that. We're not like that because we want the truth. And I don't and know I why Ellen's it. silent on this, Kurt, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling. Yeah. Ready right. for the feeling? Go ahead. You need to go into retirement, Ellen. It's about time. Your brother's not yeah. alive. Your sister-in-law or whatever else is the attorney for this thing. It's time to not talk. You've yeah. lived a wonderful life and had a great news career. Let it be so. Go out with style, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, a little bit more Ratner stuff uh, in the story just so you, you know, uh, you get, uh, it's amazing how much she has to do with this that I never knew. Um but um, well, uh, we know she was a key key uh, newsmaker, though, on, on the liberal side of things, Kurt. So even though we didn't know yeah. all the details of this, it doesn't surprise me one bit. We, yeah, we just learned it being there. Um, uh, apparently, uh, Butowski, um 
kept his promise not to reveal a note from uh, Ellen uh, Ratner, and then Ratner repaid him in March 2018, so this is, you know, two years after the election of the president, two weeks after Joel and Mary Rich sued Butowski for emotional distress, uh, Ratner wrote an article for World Net Daily titled, I Love My Conservative Friends. She specifically cites Butowski, the man involved in the Seth Rich controversy. Ratner adds coyly, quote, some say he had the secrets of the Democratic National Committee, and some think he was just murdered, end quote. Um, so, you know, and I guess maybe she meant us as well when she says, uh, you know, she, she loves, loves her, her conservative, conservative friends. friends. Of course she meant us, Kurt, mm-hmm. and many others. Anyway, there you have that. We thought we'd bring that to your attention. We'll keep an eye on that ball. We certainly shouldn't let the Seth Rich story <clears throat> die. We need to investigate and find out the truth, folks. We owe it to journalistic integrity, folks. Mm-hmm. Good point. All right, the NBA, National Basketball Association, right, Kurt? They've been very, very, very <clears throat> controversial as of late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the... Uh, their numbers of, uh, you know, at least their fans have pretty much um, departed, if you will. Uh, I mean, I've got um, sons-in-laws who basically just say, hey, I'm not going back to watching that stuff. Um, and you ask why, ladies and gentlemen? Well, um, they've been doing this whole Black Lives Matter thing and sticking us with a bunch of political stuff instead of... Uh, well, sticking to the game. But the headline from Breitbart says, NBA sticks to sports, will ditch on-the-court social justice displays after this season. They so, should have done that a long time ago, buddy. I agree very much. Uh, same, I got a but, question. Uh, Isn't yeah, the NBA tied into China? That's one very big, big, Factors. So are they going to yeah. jettison their ties to China if they're going to get out of the you know <clears throat> controversy and all that kind of stuff and kind of back away from Quit this? Supporting slavery. They're going to stick to ports and they're going to ditch out on the court's social justice displays. So uh, remaining silent mm-hmm. or whatever else on China is that part of it, Kurt? Or what are they? You know, how's that going to go down? I haven't. I I would be really surprised if they're. What they'll probably do on the whole China thing is just not talk about it, Sam. Um, but um, and that's exactly what China wants them to do, is um, not talk about the uh, connection between slavery and uh, you know the communist Chinese and and the big money that they put into sports. Yeah, some intrepid investigative journalist needs to double down and check into the jerseys and the specialty shoes and all that kind of stuff made in China and see if there's slave labor involved in that. Kurt, what do you think of that idea? You know, I think they've, they've already done that and it's certainly the case. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, it's a story that you don't want to, you know, get involved. Of course not. We better move along. You you could get Seth rich, you know, saying, yeah, um, moving right along here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. I mean, this is serious folks. We don't mean to make fun of it. We're just showing how, yeah. What, double standard laden it right. really is? Exactly. White House physicians speaking out, Kurt. This is like a dur, how dumb am I story. 
Well, uh, yeah, you know, and uh, I mean, it's amazing to me. The headline reads, uh, White House physician Donald Trump has COVID-19 antibodies. Um, I thought that that Wonder was why, just right? normal if you, had, if you got COVID-19. It is. Um, but, uh, yeah. So and if it's not, then this? I got another question. Yeah. <clears throat> why wouldn't you have antibodies to, to a sickness? How would your body fight it off, Kurt? Mm-hmm. Maybe your body wouldn't need Perfect. to fight it off at all. Yeah. Imagine that, Sam. Mm. Can't go there, though. Yeah. That'll set Richard they, probably s- faster than anything. So, anyway, well, guess, why is the physician even coming out and saying this, Kurt? Well, he added that the president's blood work drawn before didn't show any antibodies, and now it does. So, you know, um, but I just think, um, you know, I thought that was one of the whole goals is. You try to get these antibodies or these uh, things that protect you from, you know, these bad things. So let me get this very clear in your mind then. If Donald Trump has the antibodies, it's very, 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 very unlikely that he'll get the illness again, correct? Well, that's the way I've been. All right. So if he doesn't have it and he's got the antibodies for it, he's more safe at the upcoming Republican debate. or I'm sorry, the uh, presidential debate. Then Joe Biden, Joe might be sick and nobody would know. He might just kill everybody, Kurt. He might be a super spreader. Mm-hmm. Well, good point. And, uh, yeah. Super Joe I, is what uh, they call him. I couldn't agree more. All right. Anyway, isn't that true, though? If the president's yeah. been cleared, if he doesn't have it, if he's not infectious, if he's got the antibodies, then he's probably one of the safest dudes running around right now. Isn't he, Kurt? Yeah. And he's certainly got room to talk because he's been through it. Right. Yes, and Joe Biden, though, could, you know, I mean, that guy's vulnerable as all get out. Maybe they're not wanting all the debates and all the different things like that just to protect Joe. I think they want to protect him, Joe from the American people, Sam. <sighs> or protect the American people from Joe is what really yeah, needs to happen. But that's a different yeah. topic <laughs> altogether. Mm-hmm. Kurt, you got an I Spy story really quick. Yeah, it says, uh, watch out for this green dot on your iPhone. It means someone is watching. Uh, Sean Keats writes this piece. Um, Are you familiar with this green dot kind of stuff? Yes. Okay, I figured you'd want to break it down real quick. All right, let me just break it down for you. Ready? Yeah. Green dot or not, you better watch out because they're going to spy on you. Doesn't matter what phone you got, my friends. They'll do it to you. Yeah, the green dots already in town, baby. I thought so. Okay. So you don't have to have a green dot to mean someone is watching. Let me tell you how you know someone's watching. Are you ready? You ready for this? Yeah. You have a smartphone. Mm -hmm. That means somebody is watching, ladies and gentlemen. Green dot or not. If you don't believe me, go research Google and see what lawsuits have been filed against the organization for their breach of security over and over and over. Not to mention the unintentional security leaks that happen over and over and over. And go research the back doors and, and the over. use of data that other softwares have been granted and you'll realize it's an absolute security violation free-for-all going on and I'll argue anybody in tech about that and the facts are on our side. LovingLiberty.net God save the Republic! Casting live 
From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. All right, Kurt, Orthodox Jews are in the news. Wow, this is kind of a scary scenario, Kurt. Very good, Sam. Orthodox Jews. Let me see if I can find that one. I guess it's in the same group. Well, Kurt's looking for it. Orthodox Jews set fire to masks in an effort to protest Cuomo and de Blasio. They say Jewish lives matter, Kurt. Yeah, imagine that, Sam. I mean, they're just... uh, Now, Kurt... They've been told that they have to... uh, you know, mask up and that they can't be getting together and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yet um, they don't think it's fair, Sam. Yeah. Now, Kurt. Now, they didn't burn a police car. Uh, They didn't burn a police station. Uh, They just burned some masks. Yeah. Now, Kurt, let's be clear, though. Uh, They burned the masks to protest. But, you know, you and I are supposed to be anti-Jew, right, Kurt? I think that's what people claim. claim yeah, because you're a white supremacist and you're anti-Jew and everything else. Never mind the truth. Yeah. yeah By the way, I think Jewish point. people, whether they, you know, whether it's their quote ancestral reality or whether it's religious uh, in nature, um, I, I think yeah. that they're children of God and we should treat them kindly too, Kurt. But that's just me. See. Imagine that. Well, that's what you say, but we know the truth. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just my cover story. You know. <laughs> Got it. All right, but look. Yeah. Orthodox Jews set fire to masks to protest Cuomo and de Blasio. Why are they protesting Cuomo and de Blasio, Kurt? Are well, those guys because, anti-Jewish? Well, I think they are. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you why. Uh, yes, sir. You know, they, uh, Cuomo threatened the Jews. He says, I have to say to the Orthodox community, if you're not willing to live with these rules, so in other words, they basically just made themselves little kings uh, with these rules, and I'm going to close the synagogues. Uh, he later added that he would say the same to black ministers. Um, and the uh, <laughs> New York Post reported that some Orthodox Jews staged a protest at which they blocked intersections and set fire to a pile of coronavirus masks, not not a pile of police cars or a pile of you know, uh, police, uh, maybe, you know, stations or anything like that. They just burn some masks. Sam. I mean, they seem in like my mind, it sounds guys. like, you know, a peaceful way to make a point. They're not destroying well, anything. So. And what's a mask, Kurt, 29 cents or whatever. They're well, burning yeah, these they masks. Didn't, as far as I can tell, they didn't steal them or anything. They, well, they Kurt, if I buy a mask, burn. do I have the right to burn it if it's my property? Well, they say you got a right to burn the flag and everything, so you should be able to burn a mask, right? <sighs> well, not if you're Jewish there, because Cuomo and those guys yeah, will hate, start hating on you for not obeying their dictor- dictatorships, you know? Yeah, and they say... Uh, uh, hundreds of members of the Borough Park Orthodox community took to the streets, defying orders to disperse and lighting a fire 
in protest of new state-mandated restrictions. Now, isn't it interesting? In they get in serious trouble for this, but the BLM and the Antifa and everything, I mean, they don't get in trouble. In fact, the ends justify the, me- justify the means for those guys, right? Good point. Now, Kurt, do Jewish uh, lives matter? Well, I think so. Uh, I think all lives matter. Yeah, uh, Jewish lives matter, they, black lives matter, everybody's life matters, life matters. Especially when the murderous abortion clinics are just going berserk right now. You would think that people could stand up for all life, wouldn't you? Well, that's right. And uh, this crowd, Sam, uh, well, they chanted Jewish lives matter as they held their ground. Um, and uh, they were defying these orders to disperse and they lied lighting a fire in protest of new state-mandated restrictions. And remember, this fire is only burning these masks. Uh, and uh, this is uh, these mandated restrictions are imposed on area synagogues, schools, and non-essential businesses. Remember, what not it wonderful you can be labeled non-essential? Uh, one large crowd huddled closely together at the corner of 50th Street and 15th Avenue about 9 p.m. as community activist Heshi Tischler ripped Governor Andrew Cuomo and Mayor Bill de Blasio over the order that shuts down schools completely and limits houses of worship to 10 people in certain COVID-19 Now, Kurt, I defend the Jewish uh, gentleman there and their right to peacefully um, assemble, Kurt, for religious reasons. I support yeah. their right to do that, Kurt. You probably even have some recommendations for them, uh, Sam, the uh, good Jewish folks in New York, right? No, I think they ought to stand together, and I think they ought to basically tell the governor to fly a kite and prove his authority, and I think they ought to take it to court. If they need help, get a hold of our buddy Matthew Staver. Amen to that. LC.org. Uh, you know, that would you be know, my first if you're, advice. If, <laughs> and if you're not able to you know, get justice in New York, which is, in my opinion... Uh, then I would rent a U-Haul. I'd, yeah, that's right. Like so many others. <laughs> Go ahead and load up and roll, just like Glenn Beck that's and right. Rush and everybody else is doing, right? That's right. Sam. You know, anyway, our prayers are with those folks. And again, I'm not Jewish by religion or by lineage of any kind, Kurt, or whatever. But I will say this. You know what? I uh-huh. defend their right to worship as they choose, Kurt. As long as they're peaceful and not breaking laws. Now you'd say, well, wait a minute, they're breaking these laws. No, these are the color of law, folks. You don't just have some thug mayor and some thug governor just dictate from on high. Where's the legislative bodies here? And let me highlight this point within our own state, the state of Utah. You know, the governor keeps putting state of emergencies in place, and the legislative body said we're not going to continue that. Yep. Well, now who's disobeying the law? Who makes the law? I thought it was supposed to be the legislative Okay, bodies. so if they're not going to continue that, and they're the ones that make the law, then the um, <coughs> governor needs to uh, obey the law, Kurt, you think? Right. So, yeah, see, why can the governor just disobey the law, and why can these other guys just disobey the law? And then we bring this up, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you guys, you guys are violating the law. What is the law in this case, ladies and gentlemen? Who makes the law? How do you determine what is law and not? Well, the, the governor can go as far as a dictator as he wants to if there's a, quote, uh, emergency crisis situation. See, I don't think so. We're not in an emergency crisis situation. Remember back in, what, March? How long ago was that, Kurt? Eight months? Uh, yeah. All right. They said we just want to, you know, have you guys stay inside for a week or two and flatten the curve. Right. Now what, folks? They're literally taking children away from families. 
They're literally arresting people and throwing them in jail. And I got a question, Kurt. Is it flattening the curve? <laughs> Good point, Sam. It all depends on how you define flatten, huh? It's flattening yeah, your liberties flatten, into yeah. obliteration. That's right. Tell you that right now. So I'm not defending breaking the law. What I'm trying to do is understand the checks and balances that we're supposed to have in America that seem to be set aside at every turn these days for what? Expediency purposes? Is that the way you would call it? Anyway, I'm doubling down and defending the Jewish community here and saying they have every right to worship as they choose. They have every right to freely, peacefully assemble. They have every right to burn a mask to protest uh, the abuses that they're experiencing. And I agree, Jewish lives matter. See how hating on the Jews I can be, Kurt? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can certainly see it. But I defend them, absolutely. And I defend other groups that I disagree with that want to freely assemble too, Kurt. I'm not saying I totally agree with the Jews. Theologically, I don't agree with them. For example, they believe Christ hasn't come yet, as far as I understand. I'm not trying to put words in their mouth. That's just my understanding. And I believe he's already come. Mm-hmm. But that you know that's a fundamental difference, a big one, right? Yeah. But it's big in in terms of theology. It's not big in terms of we got to melt down and and hate on one another and disagree. We can just say, hey, theologically we're not in cl- complete alignment, but I embrace all the good people there, and I hope they do the same for me. See how redneck that gets. All right, uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo's office now is in the news, Kurt, blocking the New York City. Um, Board of Elections from resending ballots, Kurt. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Huh? So what does that mean, you Kurt? Know. I can't just get more ballots sent to me? You know, Sam, this whole thing just... I think uh, they ought to just keep just... resending them to me, Kurt, as fast as I can fill them out. Yeah. It's a joke, <laughs> folks. Don't that. think I'm serious, please. I mean, just imagine. It, it, every time I see a story like this or hear one, I just think, over the days of a pencil and a piece of paper and uh, oh no, Kurt, that's low tech. And the day, one day of election, you know, uh, the first Tuesday in every you know in of November, and hey, it's done, you know. Hey, what if we but, could just you know, roll to low tech and count all the ballots on time and have integrity and vote poll watchers, and all of a sudden there's integrity in the system again, Kurt? What if we went to that? See, I got a question. Why can't we even consider that? If I bring that up, they just go, ah, that's a joke. Then you, why is it a joke? Why can't it really happen, Kurt? I don't understand it. Good point. Now you'd say, well, Sam, you just don't understand the technical. Oh, yeah? Come on now. I just know when high tech becomes our enemy. Yep. And I know when high tech is being manipulated against honesty. Uh, okay, that's the real discussion point, in my opinion, here. Now, um, so Governor Cuomo is not going to send out a bunch of extra ballots. He's he's for election. I mean, I'm sorry, he's for election integrity, isn't he, Kurt? Good old Cuomo right. there. Yeah, election integrity up there. He's going to hold the line. Uh, Bloomberg got sued. We'll talk about it. Coming up, what is it called? Vote buying, Kurt? I think so. Is that legal? Not supposed to be. Well, it is if he doesn't go to jail and nobody does anything about it. It becomes by de facto legal, doesn't it? Quick pause. You're listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live radio talk show. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged. 
on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, Bloomberg sued once again. Kurt's got the details. Very good, Sam. And, uh... Michael Bloomberg, if you don't remember who he is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's a big money guy. When I say big money, he's a lot of money. And he's very closely connected to the Chinese, or as Rush Limbaugh would call them, the Chai Coms, uh, Communist Chinese. And he's also, uh, you know, been a big player in the uh, Democratic National uh, Committee uh, roles, if you will. I think he's one of the guys behind uh, Joe Biden. Uh, but, um, you know, in this case, um, you know, he's, uh, being sued because of his, uh, well, activities in Florida. Now, if you're not caught up with the activities in Florida, um, do you want to catch him up on that little part, Sam? Well, uh, the issue is this, he's playing games with ballots and you say, well, how Sam? Well, he's allowing and pushing for certain people to be able to vote. And so what happens is what he'll do is he'll pay off felons fees and fines. And then once that's all paid off, then, of course, they're supposedly clear to vote because they've made, um, what do you want to call it? They've paid restitution for their, all their crimes and everything else. Now, I support that once you truly, you know, pay restitution for everything, that at some point you need to be, a, you know, a full citizen and, and your repentance should be complete. We believe in repentance under the Lord yeah. Jesus Christ. And so I do believe that people should be able to get over this thing. What I don't believe, though, is you should have a, quote, benefactor, jump in and pay all your stuff to let you vote. And then the question becomes, are you doing it for everybody or just certain people, felons by nature? Are they going to vote Republican or Democrat? If, if a Democrat plays off their bills and then lets you out and you're going, wow, 
that guy's awesome. You know, what does that do? The problem with this whole thing is it just stinks about fraud. Kurt? That's exactly How's right. How's that for Sam? someone? Well, that's the reason for bringing it up, if you ask me. Um, and it know, dilutes more case. voter value. Because if you have all of a sudden a bunch of people voting that have kind of a, what do you want to call it? An allegiance to a certain side. Yeah. And then they get a well, vote, it just dilutes them. the value, Kurt. And you'd say, well, that's no big deal. Until you jump to the next story and you say this. Dateline, Massachusetts, Kurt. Yeah. Uh, Dateline, Massachusetts, nearly 18,000 mail-in vote ballots rejected in primary election. And you could say, well, 18,000 is not too many, Sam. That's not a big deal. Yeah, except for if you let felons vote in certain places and then you reject ballots in certain places and then you... And it goes on and on and on. How big do all these factors become? Exactly like in right. Utah, where we sent in a bunch of ballots, where we sent out a bunch of ballots without a signature line. Whoops. And then, in, you know, here they're like, well, we didn't count 18,000 ballots. And then here we're like, hey, we're letting criminals out and paying off all their fines early so they can vote. And, and then you add it up and add it up and, add, and you go, it's one big multi-pronged vote fraud scenario, Kurt. And to right. suggest otherwise is absolutely dishonest. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on this lawsuit for the Bloomberg for you, right, Kurt? Well, yeah, um, you know, but uh, do you expect, what I wanted to ask you about it is, no. uh, do you expect uh, any accountability? There? No, just, absolutely not. And I'll prove yeah. the point for you. You ready? Right. Dateline federal judge. You got this one, Kurt? Yeah, federal judge uh, halts, it says, uh, Democrats attempt to eliminate witness requirement for mail-in ballots in North Carolina. You know, and uh, like you say, it's uh, just another part of this whole picture. Now, um, you can say, well, Sam, the judge is right in this case, right? Right. We should stop this attempt. The judge is right. Okay, I agree. Mm -hmm. But here's the problem. How many other places do we not come with, out with the same outcome, Kurt? That's exactly Or same right. scenario, or same whatever. The fact that the Democrats are attempting to do this, the fact that the right. Democrats are buying votes in Florida, the fact that, you know, 18,000 didn't count in Massachusetts, the fact that, you know, we're blocking the New York City Board of Elections, the fact that, okay, I mean, we go on and on and on, and you go, mm. I mean, you, every time you can point to something not happening or that we stopped, you can also say, well, how many of these strange multi-pronged examples are getting stopped versus how many are going forward? And I don't even have a, a way to have a handle on that, really, right? I mean, how do you get a handle on that, Kurt? I need to tell you about all the ones that I didn't get a chance to know about. Plan. How do I do that, right? <sighs> so there you have it. UN's in crisis now, Kurt. This one is shocking. Where is the Me Too movement when you need them, Kurt? <laughs> yeah, good point, Sam. Um, and we've talked about this a number of times, uh, but in this case, I mean, uh, out of control United Nations. Uh, and uh, so you have uh, basically the headline reads, uh, UN in crisis as UNICEF joins WHO to face endemic sex abuse claims uh, and a story that goes right with it from World Net Daily is uh, women 
colon, sex was passport to employment at World Health Organization operation. 51 reported being pressured to provide sex to workers. So, you know, uh, this whole idea that says, I man, you know, just just get the world government, you know, the UN uh, and the WHO and all that, everything will be all, you know, fine there. It's a bogus idea, Sam. It's more than bogus, but where's all the Me Too? I mean, I, I appreciate 51 women blowing the whistle saying, oh, I provided sex or whatever. And that's a World Net Daily piece, by the way. And so yeah, which means you're not hearing about it in the mainstream press. But why? Exactly where's right. all the Me Too women? Why isn't this one blowing up as much as the uh, Jeffrey Epstein case or blowing up as much? Good as What point. was that goofball in California, that other pervert? Oh, let's see. There's a good Weinstein or Feinstein, Weinstein? Harvey? Yeah, but I thought he was. Uh, yeah, that's right. He is. Uh, I was thinking he was New York, but yeah, Harvey Weinstein. I think he's in L.A., point. dude, isn't he? Uh, Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right. I know there's a Hollywood in Florida, too, so there you go. But uh, anyway, I digress. Except the same, there's a Dollywood up there in whatever, in, uh, too. Uh, yeah. In and she's going to, you know, Dolly's going to go ahead and get naked for Playboy or whatever, too. Is she? I think so. That's what they say. Sad oh, tale to tell. That. I think she's a great woman in many ways, but, you know, again, when you get yeah, too famous, sometimes your morals just seem to be jettisoned on the altar yeah, of fame and fortune and whatever else. Um, anyway, I digress except to say this. Where on earth is the media in this story? If you want the mother of all, quote, sex scandal stories, the United Nations involved with UNICEF, involved with the World Health Organization, involved with the whatever. I mean, isn't that as big as it gets, Kurt? Uh, sure seems like it to me, Sam. But uh, then once again, uh, the One World Order crowds and the uh, uh, Kingmen kind of folks and the insiders and the swamp monsters are just not going to want a story like this. Yeah, but we got it. We got to have the truth here. And I think it's a horrible, sad scenario. I'm now standing up for many women. Now, some of the women who went along, shame on them, because, you know, unless they forced you or raped you or whatever else, you know, they can say, hey, if you want a job here, you got to be willing to, you know, be physically involved or whatever else. I'm trying to be as delicate as I can. Um, yep. Then, you know, I mean, I think women should just say, well, I'll go get a job elsewhere. Thank you. Yep. But but so I I can't totally let a lot of these women off the hook. But at the same time, I go, wait a minute. How come the whistle didn't get blown on this long ago, number one? And number two, um, we need to have accountability for this, Kurt. We need to have accountability for Jeffrey Weinstein. We need to have accountability for Jeffrey. Is that his name? Epstein. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein, Harvey Weinstein. Anyway. Right. All the Steins. All the way down. You know, Ghislaine Maxwell, whatever. All these people. Kurt? All the ones who have... uh, you know, committed, in my opinion, um, in, in many times forcible and in many times, you know, sometimes not forcible. But if somebody's your boss and they do this, what do you do? You know, yeah, that's right. And I'm not I'm not uh, I'm trying to walk a fine line between when are the women accountable? When are they not? Now, I know the Me Too movement would say they're never accountable, Sam. Even if they slept their way to the top, they're not accountable. I disagree with that. Okay, I think there's responsibility on both sides here. Uh, and we need to look into each case to know where the reality is. But when the United Nations is involved with UNICEF and involved with the World Health Organization, and there's big, big allegations of scandal, the UN's in crisis 
and only World Net Daily reports on it. What's going on around here? Uh, snafu. Anyway, there you have it. I don't even know what else to say about it, but I just, you know that they're not genuine. When we say Black Lives Matter, then we let, you know, little baby blacks be murdered by the thousands. And then we say Black Lives Matter, but we let Chicago just rage and blacks are shooting blacks everywhere. But yet we're going to worry about this poor criminal that got choked to death. And that's not even the real story when you dig into the real court case. And then you go, what? Same thing with the sex scandals. This one is the mother of all scandals. Because if you want to talk about force, government entities, if you will, and I don't believe that that the UN is government, but they have the perceived view of government. That's the biggest force you can find, isn't it? Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Look at all the corruption in this family. It's tremendous corruption. Nobody's ever seen. I mean, that laptop, nobody has ever seen anything like that. He's gone into hiding. President Trump's comments on Fox and Friends this after President Trump says the FBI should be investigating Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden and his son Hunter over the information that was discovered purportedly on that laptop belonging to Hunter Biden. Election Day is two weeks away from today, and President Trump will be campaigning in the battleground state of Pennsylvania. The president appearing with the First Lady at an airport rally in Erie. Former Vice President Joe Biden holding no campaign events ahead of the debate set for Thursday, but his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, will be in Michigan today, a place where the former vice president visited on Friday. You're listening to USA Radio News. This is sponsored by Amazon. Shoppers, no need to wait until Black Friday or Cyber Monday this year to score incredible holiday savings. Head to Amazon to find all of this year's hottest gifts and holiday needs and save big with new deals dropping daily. Starting right now with Amazon's Holiday Dash Deals event, you'll find great deals on must-have holiday gifts, including toys, electronics, fashion, home, and kitchen items and more. Plus, with Amazon's biggest ever selection of gift guides available earlier than ever before, you'll find even more gift ideas for everyone in your life at any budget. Elizabeth Gordon, Amazon, says... We're making it easy for all Amazon customers to get their holiday shopping done early this year and still save big. Don't risk the rush. Shop epic deals now and beat the holiday bustle. Need some more inspiration? You can easily ask Alexa. Just say, Alexa, give me gift ideas under $50 or Alexa, give me holiday gift ideas. Now get your gift lists ready and visit Amazon.com slash holiday dash for more information. The final Trump-Biden debate will give the moderator the opportunity to mute microphones to prevent candidates from interrupting when the other person is scheduled to talk. The Trump campaign crying foul over the rule but still saying that President Trump will participate despite the rule change. Regarding this rule change, former White House Press Secretary Ari Fleischer reminding everyone, Two-minute buzzer is only at the beginning of each segment. That's the only time the candidates will be muted. For the rest of it, they're going to be able to go back and forth with each other. other. And as you know, and I think you believe this too, it would behoove the president to interrupt a little bit less. Fleischer speaking there on Fox News. The streaming service Disney Plus is providing longer warnings on classic films, noting that they may contain racist stereotyping. 
the streaming service adding the warning to classics such as Dumbo, The Aristocrats, and Peter Pan. You're listening to USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we appreciate your accompaniment here on the uh, Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Uh, whether you hear us uh, on some kind of device that um, your grandparents would never believe of, you know, would exist, uh, or maybe you listen to us on a, your beloved local radio station, uh, you know, we can't thank you and or them uh, enough. And so uh, thank you for being with us, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Now, uh, Sam has suggested uh, in the long list of stories that the next one we cover is uh, by, uh, well, an author named Jack Davis. He writes for the Western Journal, and the headline reads, COVID test lab error causes college football game to be canceled. Now, Sam, when uh, college football games are being canceled, you know there's definitely some, you know, tough times uh, available or, uh, you know, ahead, if you will. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, we don't mean to be playing light of this, but uh, it seems like, man, uh, we're going to move everything for, uh, you know, the ball games to uh, be able to occur. And uh, in this case, uh, Georgia State uh, versus Charlotte, a football game, that was postponed due to positive coronavirus tests could have been played. Officials admitted this, uh, and uh, the positive COVID tests that caused Georgia State to postpone the game at Charlotte turned out to be the result of errors in reading the test results. Now, Sam, you know, I mean, it's one more time, uh, you know, where you get uh, bad results. Yeah, but a whole so, game got canceled? Without somebody yeah. catching it and kind of stopping going, whoa, wait a minute, we got something wrong here? How did that go yeah, on they say, so far to the game getting canceled and then, you know, later we get the somebody find out what's going on? I don't get it. Yeah, they say as they were, uh, well, loading the buses to play a football game at Charlotte, we were informed that four individuals out of 135 had tested positive for, for coronavirus from our third test in four days as part of our protocol to play. Uh, through contract, uh, and it should say contact tracing, I think, uh, we identified 17 others, including one coach, who would require quarantining. Um, these were our first positive test results in three weeks among our athletic programs. Um, they say, out of an abundance of caution for the rest of our team in Charlotte, we could not, in good conscience, put our team on the bus and play a game. As part of our protocols, we tested the individuals again and were informed by our lab that none tested positive. They also retested the swabs from Thursday and all tested negative as well. It was at this point that the lab director informed our medical staff that a human error uh, caused the error in test results. Uh, Disappointing. <laughs> Anyway, the bottom line is, Sam, you're getting to see a little bit behind the uh, curtain there when the Wizard of Oz says, 
hey, those are positive test results. And uh, you're going to find out that, hey, there are possible human errors in these things. Right, Sam? Yes. And it's out of control. I don't even know how to respond to this thing, Kurt, because when you look at that, remember I told you that I have a personal family member who was at a place and they had 18 tests and 18 positive people. And then the people are like, but none of us are sick. We don't have fevers. None of us have any. Anyway, they went back to the lab, pushed a little bit, and then the lab went, oh, we have an error. So they went to a different lab and they all tested. It was all negative. Nobody was sick. So the problem is, Kurt, when you see these examples all over the place, when you give this example about this game, I give you a personal example. It's the same thing with vote fraud. It's everywhere. And you could say, well, Sam, that was just a small sampling. Your, 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 your family member, that was just a little sampling. Then you go, okay, well, what about the football game? And then you go, oh, what about the, what about the, what about the, and pretty soon you go, Kurt, we can't even trust the numbers. Well, we that's count on it another all, Kurt. big uh, part of, you know, kind of the everywhere new clothes kind of story. Uh, when, uh, you know, we get told that, hey, um, you know, 200,000 plus people have died uh, from COVID. And then when you look into that, you find out, doggone, those numbers are kind of, you know, uh, messed up. They told us 2.2 million were going to die. So 200,000 is like a tenth of that. And then when you look into it and you find out that a whole bunch of those could be questionable. And then when you find out that a whole bunch of these, quote, new cases could be, well, not really new. Uh, well, and then you say, hey, I going. tested negative for the coronavirus when I tested my antibodies. And I right. tested negative because I had to go get a, a procedure done at the hospital and they have to have everybody, you know, do the COVID test. So then I did, did the normal test and it came back negative. So I've had two negative tests. Kurt, am I really negative? Good point, Sam. You don't know. I think it's I almost no like, you know, if you fill out your IRS papers and you you think you got it right, you know, you. <laughs> yeah, you might go to jail for thinking you got it right there, buddy. <laughs> Toss you right exactly. in the clink for tax protesting. That's right. Of course, you better leak your medical records and dosh you right on out. Yeah, good point. But don't worry, the UN's fine, even though they're involved in a massive sex scandal. No worries, the Democrats are fine, even though there's all kinds of shenanigans going on. Now, Donald Trump says QAnon followers love our country. And then the next part of the headline says, Raising Alarm, writes the New York Times. Yeah. Now, Kurt. Do QAnon followers love our country? Well, I don't know, Sam. Uh, you I know, got I'm a news for you. You ready? Yeah. Let's think logically. I'm sure some do, yeah. and I'm sure some don't. Okay. Imagine that, Sam. Isn't that just the reality of it? Well, it seems like it, but um, what should we do? Put up a little sign and say, we're testing QAnon followers. We have a few questions for you. But is it? what if you don't love uh, the country, Kurt? Good point. I'm not saying that I don't love the country. Of course I love the country. But there are people who believe our country is so far off the rails, they don't love our country anymore. Right. Now, I believe they're missing the boat in their understanding. That's just my personal opinion to which I'm entitled. I think they should love our country and not love what's being done in the name of our country. Okay, it's kind of like the flag. Some people say the flag is a disgrace and it just you know, typifies where America has, what America has become and they reject that. Well, I'm rejecting a lot of what America has become, but I'm not rejecting what America 
is and America stands for and what America ought to be. But nevertheless, what if people don't love America? Okay, Trump says that QAnon followers love America. I believe many do, some don't. Okay, but what if people don't love America, Kurt? I mean, is that, are you allowed to have that view in America today? Well, you do if you're going to burn, like, police cars and stuff like that, right, Sam? Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, let's say you're, uh, well, you're white. Um, and, uh, well, I mean, you can do that if you're white and you're doing it with the uh, Black Lives Matter crowd, right? Well, QAnon's uh, based on this idea that there's this secret leaker in government that's basically saying, hey, all the clowns up there in the swamp are pedophiles and stuff like that. And then, you know, they say that's a massive conspiracy, not even true. But I got a question for you, Kurt. When you look at the headline that says UN in crisis, UNICEF joins um, the WHO, the World Health Organization. Then the World, well, I guess the World Trade Organization, right? was involved so that'd you, be the wto yeah yeah you get all this though and you go okay so i'm saying QAnon is saying that there's sex trafficking at the highest levels of government and then they say oh you're crazy it's a conspiracy theory and then the headline rolls out that the u.n's in crisis because of the sex scandals at the highest levels of government now you can say well the u.n isn't government sam and i would agree but when all these governments you know are involved in the world trade organization and they have their own you know criminal court or whatever, um, world criminal court, and they have all these different things. It's hard to say they're not building the makings of government. But how do they then say I'm in a conspiracy with QAnon when we've got evidence that it's true, Kurt? How does that all work? It's a great, great question, Sam. Now listen to this. So they say it raises alarm that Trump says that the QAnon followers love our country. Okay. But then Facebook said that it removed 790 QAnon groups and was restricting another 1,950 groups, 440 pages, and more than 10,000 Instagram accounts over this, Kurt. So what if there's a group that says, hey, government is, um, you know, scandal? on sex and a big problem and what do I believe that group and then we have this evidence you in in crisis and, and then okay so we have evidence to our claim and now Facebook just shuts it all down Kurt over 10,000 Instagrams right 790 QAnon groups and we're restricting another 1950 this is huge As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. 
vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit to PreserveTheNation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, Donald Trump sends millions of COVID tests to states, urges the reopening of schools. Kurt? Well, this is all part of this whole... um... You know, he was told in the early times that, hey, what we needed was a lot of uh, testing uh, that, you know, you could you could do. We just documented how the tests are full of baloney, my friend. (laughs) Why do we need to send out millions of full of baloney tests? Well, Sam, because, you know, the this is a world that daily piece, by the way, and the uh, full headline reads Trump sends millions of covid tests to states. Come urges reopening of schools focused on protecting the vulnerable while enabling healthy Americans to go back to work. Yep. Well, you know, I mean, the other day I went into the dentist. They had to, you know, aim at my forehead to see if I was, uh, you know, temperature was right. They checked it a couple of times because it was like 92, you know. And, uh... Anyway, so I was, I guess, too cool for him, you know, or whatever. So, but anyway, uh, you know, we just think that all we've got to do is somehow test and everything will be okay. But I want to ask a simple question with regard to the whole COVID thing and this modern day plague of ours, if you will. How many babies can we continue to kill on a daily basis and expect? to have the blessings of God. I just think it's a very good question for people to consider, Sam. What do you think? Well, only if you want the truth. Otherwise, it doesn't really make any difference. Yeah, good point. Right? And I'm not saying that it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, hey, if the mainstream press just ignores it and most folks can't hear about it, then it doesn't matter to the mainstream press. And Well, if you don't know about something, Kurt, it can't matter to you, can it? Can something matter Three to you if you don't know about Sam, it? I just never hear anybody really bring that up. Uh, you okay. Know. Well, nurses are in the news, too. That's right. The uh, headline reads, Nursing Home Inspectors in D.C. Region 
aren't required to take COVID-19 tests. This is WorldNet Daily, by the way. Uh, Subheadline: Inspectors were focused on completely, excuse me, I'm completing federally mandated infection control surveys. So, you know, you cruise around, you're a nursing inspector, you go from one place to the next. Do you think that's like a super spreader event, Sam? What do you think? I guess so. But they're too busy, Kurt, to take the tests or what? Is that what the deal is? Well, I think so much of this has to do, the reason World Net Daily is bringing it up is the president's told that, you know, if you go to have a rally outside in the air, airport, you know, and everybody's in the fresh air, that that's a super spreader event. And yet, uh, whoops, uh, this is the D.C. area, and uh, they're cruising around, and maybe they're, quote, federally spreading it, right, you know? But anyway, who knows? Uh, it's just more more to question this whole idea, you know? Yeah. Like, wow. Um, so I guess they're too busy. You don't got to take, a, you know, nursing home inspectors don't have to take the test, but yet hey, they're too busy filling out what, what are they called? Federally? Mandated infection control surveys. And, and you wonder, uh, Sam... <laughs> Even if they did take the test and it said they were, quote, negative, uh, are they really? <clears throat> um, Don't know how to know, you sir. Know, because there might be some lab errors, you know, right? There might be. So probably the only, <laughs> the only See, real solution here's the question that I have. They would home. say to you, well, the lab yeah. errors are far and few between, Sam. Yeah. And my response is, what evidence do you have that indicates that? Good point. Okay, you're making an assertion that it's only a limited once in a while. But what evidence do you have of that? Okay, how many cases are there in America that have, quote, positive COVID tests, Kurt, now? Do you know the number? That have positive, I, I think, everywhere, right? Well, Almost. I'm saying the numbers they're reporting. I haven't looked it yeah. up lately. Right. Because it's boring. It just goes up and up and up and up, but the deaths seem to go right. correspondently down and down and down and down. Right. So it's kind of boring. Uh -huh. But, you know, how many cases are there in every state kind of a thing, right? How many are in the United States? Do you Have you checked lately? No. But, you know, it's like you say, uh, there's so many holes in them that you just go. Well, Eight million. Really true. 214,000, Kurt. You just asked Siri or. Uh, well, no, Alexa I just went or... and looked it up on a web page that tracks it. Oh, okay. Coronavirus update, it says. And of course, uh, maps of U.S. cases and deaths yeah. and that kind of stuff. And I had it bookmarked. Yeah. I just had to go to it. And I didn't go to it before because I just thought of going, well, you know, if we're going to claim all this. But 8 million, 200, whatever, thousand. 8 million, 214,000. How many of those are fake numbers or, or not accurate, Kurt? How many of those are lab? Because if we find lab inaccuracies, Kurt, and you would say uh -huh. that's a minimal number, Sam. Those are just an anomaly. Then my response is, well, how many anomalies did we not catch? Yeah. Can I ask that? Would that be an anomaly to not catch the anomalies? I know I sound like I'm going around in circles, but my point is, how do we know? Yep. Okay, no one's really spending their time finding out if the tests are accurate for the most part. Once in a while, it becomes obvious. Like in the example that I gave, where 18 people aren't sick and they're like, oh, you're all positive. Then people are kind of going, whoa, that doesn't seem right. And they're looking into it. But how many situations where people aren't even looking into it are there? 
that may be a problem, Kurt. Now they say 220,000 people die, have died so far. And my response to that is, how do we know? Remember, 94% of them, even according to the mainstream press organizations, the WHO and the WTO and all, or W, the WHO and the WHO, all these people, okay, and the CDC, they're, they're saying 94% of them had underlying conditions. So you've only got 6% at most of 220,000 that I think you could call legitimate corona deaths, Kurt. So 220,000, what's uh, 6% of that, Kurt? It's a lot less. 10% would be 22,000, so it's going to be, you know, about half of that or 11,000, somewhere in there. 223,000, 6%. 13,200, is that what it is, Kurt? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. See, I whipped out my bookmarked cases. Then I whipped out my bookmarked or my calculator, and I just put that dude in. Mm-hmm. Now, in Utah, you know how many cases there are total, Kurt? Uh, no. 95,000. I don't really care. But anyway. You know how many people died? Uh, let's see, like 70 or something like that. No, Kurt, way more than that. Come on. What's wrong with you? Really? Two, 546, buddy. Yeah. Well, did they really die? Well, no, because it's a total number, Kurt. Now, you got to do 94% and say that doesn't count. So what's 6% <laughs> of 546, Kurt? Good point. Come on. Six of six would be 36, so, you know, it's going to be a Was little it less. Was it 546 times 6%, right? Yeah. 32.76, 33 people? Okay, now don't get me wrong. Those 33 people matter. Their lives matter, folks. The 13,000 nationwide do matter. And I'm sad they died. But how many would have died out of those 13,000 nationwide uh, and 33 in Utah or whatever, and whatever relates in your state? How many would die if we gave the proper sunlight, proper outside, you know, clean, good air to breathe, proper sleep, proper vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, zinc, and then how many of them, if we moved forward with hydroxychloroquine and or other medication solutions, how many would of those would have been dead, Kurt, in that healthy group? The 13,000 across the nation and the 33 in Utah and, you know, this, this 6%. This is not my numbers. This is CDC and the WHO giving you this, right? How many people without the underlying conditions in the, in the super old elderly, how many people would have been dead, Kurt? And I think that most of them probably would not have died. And why don't we focus our efforts on that? But yet what we do is we run around and tell you, oh, my gosh, 8, 8 million people have been tested positive for the coronavirus. 8 million are skyrocketing every day. The second wave is upon us. And then we come back and go, oh, but the test simply cannot be trusted. But don't worry. Nursing home inspectors roll into the nursing, home, nursing homes. You don't have to test those people. But yet I can't walk into Walmart without a mask on. What the heck's going on around here? Okay, now Trump sends millions of COVID tests. What for? And now you got the tweet from Dr. Scott Atlas, one of the president's top scientific advisors. Well, his tweet got deleted by Twitter, Kurt. You know what he said? What? Wearing masks is very controversial. <laughs> and wearing masks isn't as you know bulletproof as everybody wants you to believe it is. Yep. And they deleted his tweet, Kurt. He can't even say what he wants to say anymore. That view well, is not allowed in America today. 
Yeah, Facebook's going to protect you. Folks, what do you think of that? Honestly, what do you think of that? When Listen, we're talking about Dr. Scott Atlas. He is one of the president's top science advisors. He tweets out his opinion, his view on something, his professional view. Now you would say, well, Scott doesn't have all the credentials. What about all the doctors that I have interviewed that do have the proper credentials, Kurt? What about all the doctors that are getting shut down left and right that agree with Dr. Scott Atlas? But, Sam, here's one that trumps all, and, you know, I'm pardon the phrase Trump, uh, but Penny Starr writes for Breitbart, Warren on the stump, Trump threatens existence of all life on the planet. So we have now found the... Uh, Why, because he took well, off his mask, uh, on the, mask on the White House lawn or something? What, I mean, what happened? No, just because of being Donald Trump, Sam, has made basically, uh, you know, the end of life on the planet is near because of him, his existence uh, now, Sam, according to Elizabeth Warren. I feel very much alive. How about you, sir? (laughs) She's such a lady, you know what I mean, Sam? Wow. Wow. It's crazy. All right, McCarthy speaks out. Let's get this last headline in, Kurt. Very good, Sam. Uh, let's see. Looking for it. It must be. McCarthy. Up, uh, quote, only difference. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Between new dim COVID bill and old one is it cuts funding to police. And, you know, these guys are, and this is Kevin McCarthy uh, from California, the guy that would be the Speaker of the House if the Republicans win it and he gets reelected. Um But, uh, you know, there's just so much back and forth between Pelosi and the you know, the White House, et cetera, and the Republicans and Democrats. In the end, uh, do you think anything's going to get done before the election, Sam? Uh, no. Surprise. Heck no, I think they're all but wasting they're time now. Well, hey, that's a standard practice. in. Uh, but now an expert that got the 2016 election right, even though the mainstream press didn't. He predicted Trump wins in 16 came true. Now he's predicting Trump wins again, even if they commit vote fraud, Kurt. Wow. And he is predicting they will commit vote fraud, just for the record. Yep. All right. Thought we'd bring that to your attention. Two hours of hard-hitting news the networks refused to use in the can. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hopefully it was educational. It's hard to say some of this is entertaining, huh, folks? But it's certainly necessary for you to be caught up on. We'll tell you that right now, especially when it's all about God, family, and country. And it's all about the protection of life, liberty, and property. And it's all about we the people standing together and rejecting the false narrative. The issue is honesty. All right. For Sam and Kurt, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. The only question left is, will you help? We declare this nation shall endure. LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic.